0: Hello, and welcome to the power couple podcast where we get to listen to love stories and learn about relationships today. Our guests are Max Thibault and Karis Grubin. Thank you both so much for being here. Appreciate it a lot. I'd like to first and and foremost pay homage to the traditional territory of the Algonquin people that I'm currently broadcasting from. And I'd also like to thank the creator for all things to align for us to be here today. I definitely wanted to give thanks. And I'd like to introduce Karis. I think it's fair to say that she is a multidisciplinary artist, <laughs> painter, carver. Her father is a very well-known carver in the community. Um, she is a beater, model, and actress. Max is also an artist, and he's an actor, writer, director, and producer. Thank you both again for being here. I'm really excited for this conversation.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Happy to be here.
0: So first, I also wanted to give you a chance so that you can introduce yourselves in your own way. Um, Let us know where you were born and a little bit of your family history.
1: Cool. Um, Karis Gruben, Born in Alberta, but my whole family is from Tuktuk Northwest Territories. I grew up the first part of my childhood here in ottawa for like the first six years and then we all moved back up to inuvik where i spent my all of my schooling there kindergarten to grade 12 so i was there about 13 years and then i moved back to ottawa on my own in 2010. i've always done artwork on the side sold pieces here and there um but I am getting a lot more traction in that part of my life these days. Uh, I can give a little bit of credit to him. He's my probably biggest fan and supporter <clears throat> and promoter. Uh, that's the gist of me. Yeah.
2: Hey, I'm Maxime Thibault. Uh, I'm born and raised in Gatineau on the other Quebec side of the Ottawa-Gatineau region. Um, yeah, I was born here, spent my whole life here. Um, I was a regular, normal, suburban French kid uh, from, you know, middle-class family, working both working parents, uh, both self-made people with a lot of determination, a lot of politics, talked at the table, a lot of discussions, a lot, like, a true, like, French-Canadian, Irish-Catholic background. Um, I do have uh, uh, Abenaki blood in me, my great great Grandmother was Anishinaabe, um, but uh, yeah, I grew up here. And then, as a kid, I always drew. I was very artistic, but I was never really encouraged because nobody in my family really did this stuff. Um, and then I discovered guitars and like loud music. And when I was about ten, <clears throat> a few friends of mine, one friend of mine was really into like the new metal stuff that was coming out, and I was looking to something. I was looking for something else other than Dragon Ball Z in my life. And basketball <laughs> so I got really into music and then that from there on it was like I want to be in band so I was like I came to the Ottawa side and met a bunch of guys that were older than me started going to shows um where it was like you know 20 kids underaged at like 4 p.m shows because that's all bars could really do for for all age shows um and then I got into the music scene got into heavy metal uh started became a musician started touring met all kinds of people traveled and I did that till I was 22 and then i quit everything went to school um i met karis i was 25 done all kinds of jobs all kinds of things um i worked i ended up after university i graduated university at like 22 i ended up working uh on parliament hill for the ndp which was a great job like a slingshot type of job I was a staffer there and then i started working for labor unions uh, on top of doing all that type of work, and I've been in labor unions for ever since then, and now I'm 32. Um, but on top of doing that work, I was, I was always really interested in acting. I was always writing stuff and wanting to be in movies or making my own films. Ever since then, I've been doing theater, film. Uh, I've been in bigger productions. Like I've been very, in very small productions, just like I've been in bigger, like Hollywood productions in, in, in Montre- shot in Montreal. Um, ever since I met Karis, I've started painting. So I've kind of gone back to my early um, talents, I guess, as a kid, where I would draw a lot before I discovered guitars and girls, basically. Um, and yeah, I'm just on my own path. I'm trying, I'm multidisciplinary. And yeah, I can say that definitely since Karis and I have been together, which is, I don't even know how many years now. It's like funny. Um, things have like skyrocketed. Like It's just when you have a partner that's supportive, it, it really does um change
0: things that's amazing i appreciate you both sharing that and i think uh you know when you're both reflecting and and sharing your bios in a way i think that's an inspiring piece to hear you share how your partnership has helped kind of inspire each other to explore other artistic outlets i think that's an important factor that Honestly, I'm noticing as a common thread between these conversations with, with couples is that they support each other in what they do, and that's an important element in building a healthy relationship. So I really wanted to just point that out. That's awesome. And before we dive too deep, hmm. how are you both doing through these COVID times? <laughs> well, the world is kind of shitty. Yeah. But
1: we can't complain too much. We are, we're both working from home, mm-hmm. so...
2: So we had to learn to deal with that being around each other
1: one bedroom apartment
2: yeah we live in a big <laughs> one bedroom apartment in Hindenburg and it's it's our like um, sanctuary it's like you can see there's like stuff on the walls here it's you know and we're around our dog every day now like nice. all day um I don't know like we've been lucky enough to both like work has been steady steady if not increasing <clears throat> so we can't complain <throat> or anything um a few changes we're gonna be moving up north. I got yes. a commotion with my job, so we are gonna be moving to Yellowknife in the new Wow! I guess
1: by the time this comes up, we'll already be up there. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's cool. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you've both kind of uh mm-hmm. you know talked a little bit about your backgrounds and stuff like that, but I was kind of interested into learning a little bit more about the why. Like, why, Karis, did you choose to pursue Art, modeling, and acting. And like, what are some of your career aspirations around those goals?
1: Um, like I said earlier, um, I've been doing art pretty much all of my life. My dad was a carver st- since I can remember. So I grew up around him playing with stone and ivory and coming home to the oven turned on and I'm asking, what's for dinner? And he's like, go check. So I open it and it's a carving in there. He's like, stone soup. <laughs> and he's warming it up so he can polish it. Wow. A playful artistic growing up, which was very nice. Um, and I'm I'm very much a perfectionist. So me doing my art, I don't like to show it until things are complete or as close to completion as i can be which it also backfires a lot <clears throat> um, acting and modeling though i would give not credit but growing up in it sorry our dog is, our dogs acting dog. <laughs> um modeling growing up in a small town being tall and skinny. Everyone just told me, you should be a model. You should be a model. And I just thought that's something people said. So when I moved to the South back when I was 19, um, I was at a Sephora where someone came up to me and said, oh, you should be a model. I'm like, oh, a city person says it, it must be real. <laughs> um, I never ever did anything with that until I was 22, uh, I went to see an agency and i like, you know what, I had just gotten out of a relationship and I'm like, I need a confidence boost. I need a something to do. So I went there and then uh, didn't do too much with the agency, but I met a lot of contacts and that just seems to be the way that things work for me is through word of mouth meeting people and then acting. I'll give credit to Max here because he was the one who wanted to be an actor when we met. So I was like, yeah, totally, that's cool. But I never thought it'd be something for me because I'm not a huge fan of the sound of my own voice, seeing myself on the screen, but helping him rehearse his lines, helping him go through things. I can see where all the passion comes from and the excitement. And then we had another friend who was, had an idea for a short film and she asked me if I wanted to be that lead. That project didn't end up happening, but she ended up having another project where I could be the lead. And it was the film that just recently got posted online is called Iowisto, meaning the cold. Uh, just so happens it's about people Surviving a pandemic,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> shot before the pandemic. <laughs> but shot before all yeah. this wow. happened.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Max is also in that movie. But um, yeah, without Max, I don't think I would have pushed farther into the acting side of being in front of a camera.
2: Wow. Yeah. I think you need a push. You need some time. Like there's some people that are. I mean, I don't want to categorize everybody, but there comes to it comes to be like a, an acknowledgement of what you want to do and then doing it. And by doing it, you become it, right? <clears throat> whether it be modeling, painting, whether it acting, it's, there's, a deci- there's a decision that's made or a, a want or a need, and then you go for it. And sometimes people will like literally put it in front of you and say, hey, do you want to do this? And then it's up to you to say yes or no. And right. think that, you know, m- never mind the fear and all that. Uh, I was really happy to see Karis would be, was interested in acting because you've been approached a few times at that since like, when we sh- we shot that movie in February, but you've been approached a few times by like other indigenous artists or filmmakers about shooting stuff. Oh yeah. But yeah. a lot of times it was in like Sudbury or it was like unpaid in, in Toronto
0: or. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, like that's I, a, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm going to cut no. you off. It's all good. <laughs> um, my other, one of my more exciting, acting gigs that didn't end up panning out because it happened during the week and i work uh was i was going to be playing a young elissa p isaac wow Did we share a somewhat wow. so maybe someday in the future
0: damn that that's so fascinating um so just transitioning to max you know you've been pursuing filmmaking uh, you released your first short back in October 2019, Top Hat. Yeah. <laughs> so why, is, why is film a passion of yours and what inspired you to start producing?
2: Um, to, that's a good question. I'm glad you watched that. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a trip um, and a personal challenge that I put to myself. Nice. Um, so why am I into filmmaking? Why am I going into that? I've always been a fan of film, like me and my brother and my neighbors growing up. My, we had my dad's old like VHS you know those ones like you put a tape in it and you film Right. We had one of those growing up like my dad wasn't using it anymore He used to use it really when we were small and we were cute and then we were just like,
0: young <laughs> older
2: kids anymore. and not yet teenagers but we were just like ugly looking so he stopped filming us and because we'd swear all the time and so ultimately once we got a hold of that camera then it was like we can film anything right Uh, And me and my brother were, and our friends were really into like props and like buying all kinds of stuff. My brother was really into special effects making. Um, And then we all kind of just grew out of it, you know, you hit 12 or 13 and then you kind of branch out into your own thing. My brother really got into politics, but we all like started liking like Quentin Tarantino films, like shitty horror movies, shitty horror movies, but also watching the classics and educating ourselves really through our curiosity. Um, and that's something that's never left me. It's something I've been in common with my brother, uh, many other friends. Um, the, act, the filmmaking aspect was, I studied in New York uh, with a coach that I was invited to go study with. Uh, and that was a real big eye-opener as the only Canadian that was part of that, that t- that's school. Wow. Um, and I got to meet a lot of cool people, most of whom I'm still good friends with these days. And I talk to regularly um but it taught me a lot about what's a producer what's a director what's a what's a PA what's right. what does the actor do who are the writers I always thought it was kind of like I was naive when it came to all that stuff and I didn't realize like how many people were involved and you know Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't just come up with his line yeah he'll like <laughs> ad-lib stuff here and there and might make it to the film because he's got a good direct relationship with the director right. who might also be the writer because the person is like I don't know like um uh, name one, Christopher Nolan, for instance, right? And Christopher Nolan's movies, his brother writes all the movies, his brother's the writer he directs, right? So they can change that. They don't hire writers outside of the the crew uh, to support. So um, when I realized that as an actor, you're very like focused on, I want the lead role. Like most actors will say, well, I want the lead role. I want to be like this person. And the reality of you wanting to be like the lead role in a film like in being cast, like for something like that here or in Montreal or in Toronto is like zero because everything's cast in the States. So what I realized is I needed the skills and the experience of being on the other side, on the casting side, on the producing side, on the directing side, on the guy that's putting the whole thing together and the vision in order to become even a better actor. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like acting for film all that much. I think it's fun, but it's boring most of the time. You're sitting around waiting wow. for people to set stuff up and it takes forever. Um,
1: <clears throat>
2: and ultimately, uh, I as an actor, if you really like acting, theater is the real challenge, mm. uh, in my opinion. But filmmaking is also like a visual, it's like a, even more t- multidisciplinary. It's, it's somewhat less egotistical because it's really much a team effort. Mm. Um, and I just needed that. I just needed that experience. So that's why I started doing it. So I have a bunch of ideas. Uh, thankfully, I have a lot of friends that are really cool and knowledgeable about that and that do this for a living, uh, who help me and give me all kinds of advice on, on gear and putting things together. And especially with my stupid deadlines that I give myself. Um, yeah. So instance, when we are talking about Top Hat, for instance, that was a personal challenge for myself because um, I've been in a few horror flicks that were shot for this thing called Monster Pool you know, here in Ottawa that's celebrated every year, not this year, but usually at uh, the Mayfair. And then like yeah. there's prizes and whatnot. And I've been in a few things and I get to meet a few people in the, in the region that are part of this and really talented people. And um, they had a two week deadline to like shoot a short. I think it was 10 days. Even wow. less than, they, they had slots for like two minute films. So I gave, I was, I had just gotten a new job and I was really happy. I was feeling, you know, empowered and pumped. Like I was like getting what I, what, what was coming to me for a while that I was working hard for. And I was like, screw this. I'm going to like film a flick. I'm going to cast the whole thing. And I cast the whole thing in 24 hours through wow. contacts and, and, and like an, a casting call. I paid everybody that was involved like a decent amount for the, 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 cause I like to pay people. I don't like people to do stuff for free when they're going to be like working with me. Cause I'm kind of, annoying (laughs) um uh so I did that and then I we we ended up ranting a bunch of gear like I I said I had some friends helping me and we were able to put it together I think it was done two days in one or two days in advance and the film was done
0: wow two. we shot
2: shot in like five hours really quick really really quickly
0: wow it was a good experience incredible so it sounds like you both were really busy with you know pursuing your artistic outlets you know figuring out your passions and you know doing the things that you liked in life and it sounds like some of that story has kind of crossed over in the sense of when you both met so that's kind of what i'm curious on is like what is that story of how you met and what do you remember most about okay. that moment uh
1: so i had like i said just gotten out of a long-term relationship, Um, moved out of my old place, needed a new place, found an ad through a a rental website. Turns out the ad came from Craigslist. So I like to tell people I found Max on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) But no, it it was an ad for a two bedroom apartment in Sandy Hill, laundry include like in the unit which was something I really wanted um so I met with the guy and he's like I have someone who's like they might move in they're going to be the, the first choice if they don't then I'll let you know and turns out the guy didn't move in so I got the, the room and then it was also my then roommate's birthday slash little bit of a housewarming and I was just gonna like come in say hi go hang out with some other friends but I walked in and I see Max sitting in a Coors Light reclined chair and I was bringing in Coors Light and I'm like this guy's got a really nice nose <laughs> I started talking he taught me how to play the guitar
2: wow yeah. Through conversation, we found out that I was the guy that was supposed to move in with her new roommate. No and, you know, way. Yeah. So if I, if I had moved in with him, <clears throat> so that's a terrible move on my part. I like made a commitment to him <laughs> and I was like, mm, I'm not sure he got the place without telling me. And then I, I wasn't too sure. Um, cause of money, I was like just brand new on the job market. And I was still living at home at the, that point. I wanted to move out really, really bad, but if i had accepted i wouldn't have met karis so So we met that
0: night yeah 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 how do you remember that moment then (laughs) i
2: uh well we were i think i was there with my brother so this was a bit of a celebration because um that guy we can say his name is joe 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 is a an old 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 friend of ours of me and my brother and uh he's a musician He's he's an engineer multidisciplinary guy he's like world wanderer I and mean, he's like studied in like spain sweden like you name it and uh, he's been around and disappears and he looks, uh, he
1: looks a little bit like sean penn mixed with liam neeson very much,
2: <laughs> very much. yeah he's a pretty right. looking guy yeah. and uh he, we hadn't seen him in like years um so he was coming back from spain to mo- be here back in ottawa permanently her job so that was a big celebration because we hadn't see, seen each other in years my brother was there I was there some good friends were there plus they were celebrating this new place um so it was like a nice like October night mm-hmm. yeah it was a warm warm October night and it was we're having fun and Karis walked in and we we're all like who's this because we all knew each other <laughs> and uh he was like oh that's my new roommate so I was the closest to the door so I was probably one of the fr- first people to see her Wow, and uh, we shook hands and I didn't remember her name. <laughs> no, but she was definitely hot.
0: <laughs> and so, how did the guitar come out though?
2: Uh, oh, well, this is like a thing that uh, whenever I hang out with Joe, her former roommate and good friend of ours, um, it always happens. Like I, I play guitar and right, but he he he's kind of like me as th- two or three guitars laying around, and then as you have like a few beers and. You know, somebody improvises a tom-tom or, or some yeah. type of percussion tool. <laughs> uh, yeah, you start jamming. And then I think between a break, I think at that point we had made enough noise that.
1: Yeah. And it's like, let me try
2: that. Yeah. And oh, okay. Got, like,
0: so how long did you end up staying before you went? You had to leave to go. I didn't even oh, go you meet didn't I even go. leave. No.
2: no okay. <laughs> she had too much fun with us French Canadians.
0: Wow. Wow. So... How long did that party go to? Like, how long did you rock for?
2: I don't remember. It was a long
1: time. It was
0: a late night. It was a late night. <laughs> it was a late night. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it that then. We'll call it that it it was was a late night. night. All right. <laughs> so take us back to, like, what was the exchange? I actually want to dive a little bit deeper into that moment. Was there an exchange that day where you're like, hey, let me get your contact and me <laughs> talk to you later? Well, like what...
2: Uh... uh... <laughs> without going into too much details that night though we did say we got to know each other and uh the next day <sighs> the next day my phone was dead and i knew i'd run into her again and i did ask her i said hey so do we exchange phone should we exchange phone numbers or a contact but i think we were just like a little too struck by what we just kind of discovered right that and we knew we'd run into each other again sooner or later right that we didn't exchange phone numbers. care's did creep me on Facebook the next day. <laughs> she did not press add. <laughs> um, but we did meet up again because uh, I was hanging out with the, the same guy. Right. Um, like three weeks later. And then we definitely exchanged two phone weeks. numbers.
0: Okay. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. So yeah. what was the first date? Like, where did you go? And how would you rate that date on a scale of one to 10?
1: <laughs> Our first date was time uh you had me over yeah the first yeah. time i had you over for dinner you came over super punctual which I'm i very was punctual. very surprised okay. it's like right on the dot you came wow. knocking on the door um throwing rocks at the window um
2: sometimes with it, a yeah. with
1: a boxed salad and i don't even remember what else we had yeah, that i think night. It, was it was pasta
2: yeah Carrie's okay, just it, the thing is, is that because we were just out, both out of relationships, it wasn't, and I've kind of, I didn't want, and Karis was 22, I was 25, I didn't know where I'd be the next year professionally. I was just starting my career. Karis had a pretty, like had a steady job and, and I've never met somebody so independent and, and different than other people uh-huh. that I've met. I mean, I never, I don't think I met many Inuit peoples. Before, before care, certainly not someone that from the Northwest Territories, uh, before, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I just, I didn't want to put like names on stuff.
1: Yeah, we, I think like, I was the most. You were very about it, that. but I was very okay with that. Like,
2: yeah, like we didn't
1: just out of a relationship meeting you, yeah, really right. liking you, and not right. wanting to.
2: It was kind of scary that when you like somebody that much, and you're like, um, I think they like me back as much, and you have those moments, right. Um, I mean, we took a while to make things official, if you'd say. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we, we met in October. We were seeing 20. each other not uh, not every day, but often. Majority of the week. And uh, by April, we were like, okay, yeah. We're,
2: we went to New York together and yeah. like Even we traveled that, a bit together.
1: Uh, met in October, went to New York in went January, to went to Montreal many times.
2: Yeah. And so we got to know each other really 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 well yeah before we were like okay this like cannot wait anymore we need to we need to like officialize this and i think you were the one who pushed for that yeah yeah i knew what i wanted but i didn't want to force it mm. um and same thing for moving in together i think i moved in like a few a few months later after we were official and then you still gave me. I wanted one year in my bachelor pad. Yeah,
1: because you still gave me my one year. Lived outside of your parents' house alone. Okay.
2: Yeah, but so there was a lot of distance before. I wouldn't say there was emotional distance, but there was like respect for each other, right? In not forcing things
0: too much. Right. That's yeah. what it's. It seems like It from your perspective. From what I'm gathering. Is that in that beginning, because of your uncertainty of where you might end up in your future, Mm -hmm. you wanted to kind of respect, you know, Karis in that sense by taking your time and growing the relationship. But I guess the chemistry didn't allow that to happen. So on that, on that note, like you were supposed to potentially be leaving that year, what ended up happening there?
2: Uh, I, I just was always like that type that's like, well, next year I could be in Montreal, next year I could be like in Toronto, okay. next year I could be in this, I could be in that. And, and at this point, yeah, uh, like the world of possibilities was opening. I was not used to this uh, at all. Um, i traveled and I'd seen, I'd, I'd done a thing in my life already that like I had notoriety for in the region because I was in bands. I was a bass player in a bunch of metal bands mm. and the community like recognized me. And so like, like time, so I already had kind of like that past that story, but I was working on rebuilding myself really because I didn't want to do that stuff anymore. That's right. why I went back to school. I was looking for a professional path. Um, I mean, in the first, I was already starting to do some acting stuff at that point. So I was getting more and more in like, well, you can't just be in Ottawa and doing this. If you really want to do this, you gotta to go to New York, gotta to go to London. You gotta go, you gotta to go to at least Toronto. If you're going to be on, like, if you're going to even be a day player on something, <laughs> uh, like um so some realities were sinking in and and mm. it wasn't i was always kind of the guy that says i'm gonna go places i'm gonna leave i'm gonna move and there's always something that retained me here in a good way
0: mm. um so and what, yeah, was that, what was that determining factor that you said let's move in together just months later right
2: yeah we, uh, well, we moved in together. So we, we, we moved into, once I moved out, I had my one year, but Karis was at my apartment a lot. Yeah. Mm. So we, yeah.
1: we had our own places, but we pretty much lived together.
2: Yeah. And I had a very small apartment in center town. That was great. It was like 800 bucks, everything included. It was like pretty wow. much a closet, yeah. but <laughs> it was great. And I had no internet. So if I really wanted internet, I had have, have to go to the cafe next door, which was sweet. Cause it was very freeing. You know, they were like, it was like watching old DVDs and yeah. listening to CDs and hanging out and making food.
0: And, and I yeah. think like moving in together, some people would, you know, pump the brakes. They probably resist. <laughs> so what made you feel that comfort to make that commitment, to make that step to mm-hmm. fully move in together?
1: Um. So we kind of did things maybe just a little bit backwards. So... Before Max got his place, I had been living with the roommate for a year already. Wow! And then Max got his place, so about half a year into that, we ended up getting a dog.
2: Yeah, we did
0: get a dog. I forgot to say. Oh wow, What? <laughs> and he's still here. He's
1: here, he's here.
0: Wow! Same dog.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same dog. He's like almost six now. He's gonna be six in month. Yeah.
1: So before yeah, we, we even moved together, we got a dog together. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, just brought him to my place, brought him to his place, spent more, more of the time at yeah. your place.
2: Though. So, as soon as I moved out, I, the first thing I wanted was to get a dog. Like, I'd always loved teaching my friends dog stuff. So, I, my, I was never allowed to have one. So, as soon as like, I had a place and we picked a breed, I was like, let's get one. And then we did. Um, and then the dog was like moving with us between apartments. The car would be loaded with like the dog bed and
1: yeah. food
2: and whatever. So it became a lot and, and, and it just made sense that we move in together. I wanted to finish my one year lease of my bachelor pad, which cares granted me. And was, that was awesome that she didn't like put up, she, there was no senior. And she understood where I was coming from. We had that conversation. And uh, when the lease came up, it was like, yeah, let's get an apartment together. Wow. Um, and that was a, getting that first place together was quite an experience because it was a shitty landlord, shitty apartment. And we had to go through a lot in, in that one year together and wow. it kind of tightened things up too.
0: So would you say, like, is the dog a, a, was it a building block for your relationship?
1: We were both very excited to get a dog. I always grew up with animals. So being in a steady job, new place on my own that can allow animals. I was like, yeah, I really want a cat. I want a cat, 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 cat. I almost convinced him to get a cat and he became allergic. I didn't Somebody become is-
2: allergic. I, I'm allergic since I was 20. <laughs> I didn't just <laughs> become allergic like that. How convenient. <laughs>
1: Became allergic. Uh, then we decided on a dog. Um, was that a building block?
2: I'd say so. Like yeah. It's definitely another experience, right? You're, raised, you're yeah. taking care of something, you're splitting bills, like health bills yeah, for something. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was definitely an experience. I mean, especially when you have anybody that's listening that has a dog, you know, like when you have a puppy, it's like
1: they get messy, yeah, it gets messy wow. real
2: quick and and you have to work on discipline and teaching him stuff
1: or it
0: stuff yeah. Yeah, he she they yeah yeah right. interesting, and you both have fairly recently got engaged, so right. I'm curious, um, please share a, share with us the proposal story, who proposed first of all, and like how did that go? how was the proposal
1: um Max proposed cool. um, I proposed to him that first few months he had his place I was like so in love I made him a little ring out of paper will he marry me and he grabbed it crumpled it up and threw it in the garbage no he's like way. you're gonna do that give me a real ring
2: any woman would do that too, come on. <laughs>
1: then I joked and then he eventually said, no, if I'm going to do it, I want to be the one to ask. And then, mm-hmm. uh, years later, last
2: 2019,
1: 20, January, 2019, 2019, um, he said he got me a gift and it was being delivered to his parents' place. Uh, and we usually get our stuff delivered there because we don't want porch thieves, and they're home retired so they can sign for packages anyways. Uh, so him sending a gift there didn't uh, throw me off. He took me for dinner on the day after my birthday. And he said that the package arrived had a that show. day. They
2: day of your birthday, I had a show. That's why I couldn't, I was yes. doing a play.
1: He was doing a play. Um, so he said the package arrived that day, day after my birthday, and he's like, I really wanna go get it. I'll get it before we go to dinner and then we can go and I'll give it to you. And I'm like, no, we can just wait till we go there for dinner. And he's like, no, no, I really want it. Um, (laughs) So we went for dinner. I forgot about it. We came back home in our little cocktail lounge area, had a last drink of the night. And he's like, oh, your gift is in the car. Stay here, cover your eyes. And so I'm sitting there with my eyes covered. He goes outside, comes back in and I'm like thinking, did he get me another dog? That that was my wish in that moment. So he came in and uh, I hear him get down onto the floor. I got down. He got down. And then I hear this little spring. It sounds like something opening. And then I see this ring and I'm like, this is, this is the ring. It's very, very large. So I thought it was fake until I saw an inscription on the inside, which just, it's just one word, righteous. And that's when I knew it was a real thing. And he said to me, what'd you say?
0: So you ready to do this? Wow, so are you ready to do this? (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's a very me thing to do. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, And Karis likes to be unique too. So we did it in the comfort of our home. I I had a plan, a meticulous plan to do it on top of the Empire State. (laughs) However, that didn't pan out and the timing didn't work. And it would have been way too suspicious and you would have known right away. And I think when I was drunk one time, I told you about that plan.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. so... (laughs) How did that feel, Karis, to open your eyes, see that ring, <laughs> hear yeah. the proposal? How did it that feel?
1: It felt kind of surreal in that moment. I know everyone always says that, but it, it's like I wasn't expecting it. Right. We've been together six almost six years at that point. And like yeah. I know we were we are gonna spend the rest of our lives together. So this is just a nice celebration to begin. And it's planning. a legal
2: contract, Karis. You got to be more committed than that.
1: Yeah. I like you so much. I want a contract.
0: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> contract you. So uh, follow-up uh, question but, to that. Like, how did you know that you were the one? Like, I'm kind of asking that question to you both. Like, how did you decide that You know, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my lives together and keep in mind, like maybe there's other couples who are on the verge of asking a proposal or making a proposal. Like, how do you, how could you help them kind of determine that moment? Like, this is the one, this helped me make that decision.
1: I think for me, you'll see it in the overall theme of tonight is the fact that he supports me through so many things, not just like saying, yeah, you can do it, you're so good. But I I love hearing how good I'm doing, by the way. Positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Um, But also just like, if I'm having a hard day or if I'm feeling anxious about anything or having even a hard time communicating, most of the time he's very understanding and helpful and there for me. Mm Since the beginning,
2: I think um, for me, well, it's kind of an easy answer because I've never wanted to get married. So, like, for and you fair, told me
1: that when we started seeing each yeah, other,
2: I was very notorious. Like, I'm a very opinionated person. <laughs> My opinions and, and ideas of things change through time, and I've I've learned to not be so rigid and, and cold about certain things that I think are very very true. Um, because only a Sith deals in absolutes, <laughs> obviously. Um, but for me, I'd never really thought about getting married. In fact, maybe my parents knew that; like it was very, very clear. It was like that was a running gag in my family. It was like, yeah, Max is going to have like five kids from five different women. And, anyways, I was also supposed to be a used car salesman, according to my father. So, you know, great himself. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> I didn't want that was the first time I ever really, like I met Karis, it was pretty overwhelmingly awesome. Um, almost like too much of a fairy tale, not like in a way that's like princesses and, and the, 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 the glamor and all that. It's just the way things kind of stacked on top of another and, and, and reactions, I had, I, I was guilty of looking for strong opposites for a very, very long time and a partner. Um, I was also very guilty of not going for people or things that I to for friendships, relationships, things that I wanted. I was not used to vocalizing that, uh, and going for it. I just kind of took things as they came to me. Um, some of it was conscious. Some of it was subconscious, but when I met Karis, things just It just felt right. It just, it it was easier to talk about myself. It was easier to talk about the future. It was easier to talk about the past. Um, and she didn't judge me for it. And I was able to be honest. And there was obviously a lot that I needed to get up, get out and vocalize instead of just keeping it in the back of my head for a very long time. Um, and I just don't find that you just reach that level or have that level of engagement with someone, no pun intended, um, when when it's just like a fuck friend, right? Or mm. just like somebody you just who's a friend of a friend who's like you're at a party and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we should like hook up. or mm. um, Or you're like the person I met at the bar who I bought a shot because I thought you were cute. And there's nothing wrong with those stories, but it has to be more than that. And as you grow, like I'm in my 30s now, um, I'm super excited about the next ten years. I'm not looking back on my twenties being like, oh, I wish like I partied harder. I wish I I did all these things. I wish I I I went to Bali and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like you name it. Like I wish I had more followers on Instagram, the yeah, stuff like that. That I'm not saying that you need that to find somebody special, but I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to that, and I I, I did feel that that was the next step and I wanted to take it. Um, and I know that she knows that me asking her to marry me is a big commitment for me because she knows my stance on it. So wow. it's that, that, that represents a change and an evolution in the way that I think. Uh, and It's that
0: a great yeah. perspective. So when you said it, it felt right. Did it yeah. feel right from the beginning or did that, that right feeling kind of grow as your relationship grew? It's, I just both. A bunch. Yeah, I would
1: say for me, yeah. I knew I wanted to spend every minute I could with him, and the more time we spent together, the more time I wanted to spend with him.
2: Yeah, it was scary. To me, it was scary. Um, oh
1: because yeah. like you like something so much, you don't want to lose that thing.
2: But it's not even, it wasn't like, I like you so much. I'm going to strangle you. I need to be around you all the time. It's just, it's the experiences that you do and you surprise each other. Like I, when we met each other and we went to New York that, that January after your birthday, mm-hmm. we took our first trip together. Yeah. We weren't even official together. I had never, I hadn't been out of the country in like five years. And I hadn't flown in like eight years. Wow. So Whereas Karis was used to flying because she went back and forth with the territories. Um, quite a bit. And you were like a world traveler youth ambassador for the territories and all that R- respect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so there's all kinds of things she was teaching me as a young 22 year old, as me as like a 25 year old. Okay, the age thing is the thing I need to talk about that. When we met, I thought the age thing was like a big deal, because I always dated girls that were like my age, maybe slightly younger or older most of the time to me, a three year gap, which in retrospect is ridiculous. um, Now that she's 29 and I'm 32 uh, was like a big deal. I was like, ah, she's 22. Like, I don't want to like fuck up her twenties. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to like lie to her. I don't want to like, she's so, she's so like, you weren't pure, but you were different than other people that I met. You weren't like a typical Valley girl, Mm. you know? Um, And you were honest with me. and, And it's hard to find honesty in those first few moments. And when you meet people and the whether it be a first date because people are selling they're selling themselves because they want something right mm. um they could be genuinely into you but and you don't want to ask somebody when you meet someone i mean maybe not i don't know how things work nowadays like with tinder and like i i don't understand that stuff but like how do you ask somebody when you meet them like how do you where do you see yourself in five years and would it be with someone like me you can't ask that question you have to like work Right, you have to like. You have like every date has to be different. Every every time you can't Netflix and chill. Like you got to find things that are creative and that are fun, and like build experiences and bonding experiences. And that was the thing that I like. Remember the first year, I was like, no, we're not watching a movie.
1: Yeah, you hated watching. We're movies. not watching wow. a movie.
2: We have to do stuff. We have to go out. We have to like meet with people. We have to not just meet with people, but we have to like
1: go play pool or.
2: Like get out of the house, do, do interesting things, like redis and the region, like I knew the region really really well and because I did not. so I got to show all kinds of stuff that the Gatineau side and the Ottawa side have, um, and then if you're bored you can go to Montreal or you go to Toronto and then on top of the things we were doing there's opportunities to travel together and, mm-hmm. and see each other, so other friends uh, and circles and communities and whatnot and it just kept building.
0: It's um, fascinating. Did you did you both ever have that conversation of you know, what does the next five years look like? Was that a specific conversation that you had at some point? Or was that kind of just always in the back of the mind and figured, you know what? I, I like where this relationship currently is, where things are going. And it just kind of manifested and blossomed into what it is now. Because Max, you kind of said how you didn't want to mess up her 20s, but it, it's completely the opposite of that from what it seems, right? Like it's a beautiful journey. So was that conversation... it an intentional conversation that you had to have or was it just something that was subliminal through the whole relationship
1: if it was out in the open i didn't notice it it was more subliminal (laughs) to me yeah we were just hanging out enjoying each other's company respecting each other's boundaries but still trying to push each other like we generally genuinely Love seeing each other succeed. Like if he's out doing a project, and I'm, I'm like, yeah,
2: number yeah. one fan. Yeah, stressful days at work. Um, for us, it's very much combining a full time career with everything else, right? Okay. So we're working. There's a lot of in between, but after work, work doesn't end there. Like if because we want to keep doing the things we're doing, um, so that reco- that puts a lot of stress on people uh it means being tired uh it means all kinds of things and sometimes it's when I mean, i'm not saying we're working 24 hours like every day to build ourselves and it's it comes naturally and we're kind of used to it mm. but um it, about the your question though the five year thing yeah i don't think we ever really had a conversation not
1: specifically
2: we kind of had to have a conversation that's similar to this recently when when the job in yellow knife opened up and, and yeah all yeah, right. It was a very big opportunity, and it was like, okay, well, you know, given the cur- current context with the pandemic and how things are in NWT as opposed to here, um, and and in comparison to how things are in Nunavut right now, that was a conversation we had. Where we're like, okay, well, we live in this neighborhood that we really love. We definitely cannot afford buying a house here. Um, where where are our careers going? Where are things going right now? Could we do this for the next two, three, four years? Talk and and then come back. Um, and we had kind of that conversation mm-hmm. about we would like to go somewhere where there's it's kind of normal, uh, like like in Yellowknife, uh, where there's less cases. And instead of just being stuck in our apartment 90% right. of the time um, in, in the city.
1: Um, Plus we'd be closer to my family. Yeah. Like mm. my cousins, uncles, and my brother are still up in Inuvik. My sister's in Northern Alberta. When I told her we were moving, her first message was, You'll only be a 12 hour drive away. Yeah. <laughs> no
2: big deal. And we got nephews and nieces over there too. Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, and for me, it's like, a, it's a, I want, wouldn't uh, mind having kids over there. Wow. Um, and uh, we already talked about this. Wow. So not like I'm doing this live. You know? <laughs> we talk about, th- of course, we talk
1: about we stuff, talk about you
0: know. Life, yeah. But it's communication is clearly important. Very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: We're very open. If I'm having a, I'm I'm usually the one who wants to say all of my I, my thoughts, uh, how I'm feeling. I need to clarify things a lot. Um, but if I'm having a bad communication day. We sometimes even just talk through text in mm. other rooms. Where wow! We can't like uh, cut each other off.
2: Yeah, I like confrontation. That's interesting. But I do that actually. for a living, so I have to like. And, and COVID is tough for that because mm. when I'm at the office and I'm doing the work or I'm meeting with people, I'm doing my work. Like from one place to another, it's very upbeat. And when I'm home, I'm home, right? Right. And with this is you should see our apartment it's it's not a shoebox but it's pretty much a shoebox my
1: desk is there his desk is there we now
2: work like literally like an L like I work here she's here and so there's no disassociation between Mm. work and home life. Oh I see right um so that's that's you need that separation I think in your daily life like long term I don't think it would be great. Mm -mm. like it's 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 good for us to have a break from each other for eight hours and like go live our lives out there and then talk to each other and like what happened today yeah yeah but we've been able to coexist through this whole thing it's actually we've adapted pretty well that's because we know each other so damn well right I think
0: that's an amazing point to make um you know I've never actually stopped to think about that but you're reminding me where these COVID times are a bit of a challenge in some relationships where the norm has been eight hours away from your partner, and that's been a consistent. And then with COVID, that might be the first time they're spending that much time with each other. And so it can definitely change the dynamics of the relationship. So... In saying that, what has been a a difficult situation that you both may have had to overcome and then how did you get through it? So I I pose that question in a way where if you are experiencing disagreements, how do you overcome those disagreements?
1: Usually there's a fight and then it turns into either calming down and reclarifying things or like I said earlier, We just need to separate text each other what we're feeling and needing to communicate um at least that's how it's been lately
2: yeah yeah you yeah that's how we definitely lately Mm -hmm. because there's not that separation yeah right Right. um how and there's nowhere to go (laughs) (laughs) right um uh really overcoming there's all kinds of things we had to overcome. I wouldn't say we've had, just like any human beings. There's there's family stuff that gets you know thrown in the mix. There's 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 situational stuff, career related, stressful situations mm-hmm. that can occur. Disappointments, things, expectations not met, things like that 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 happen. And if it affects her, it's gonna affect me because we talk about stuff and we live together. So and if it if it affects me, it's gonna affect her as well. Um, but as much as there are things that you overcome, you also have to celebrate the things that like do work out, and the things that and the unexpected, and all these other things that kind of make up why you're still in this game and this and things that you look forward to, right? Like, um, there's all kinds of things. I don't want. I, there's not really specific that comes to mind. Yeah, but,
1: not a specific obstacle.
2: But we've had our fair amount of disagreements, a fair amount of obstacles uh you know whether it be it be financial situational um personal um but at the end of the day yeah and this is what you and i talk about a lot is we're like we're like a team right mm. um you, you support each other you have to have those arguments you have to have those fights especially since Karis and i have very much like different upbringings and different perspectives
1: mm-hmm. um, and different communication styles
0: yeah so speaking yeah. on that I think that's a great transition, you know, how does culture play a role in your relationship?
1: Um, I was thinking about this question earlier. Um, so I moved to Ottawa when I was 19 and being up in Inuvik, like I said earlier, I moved back up when I was about six. So. My relatives didn't really know I existed, being born outside of the territory, growing up outside of the territory for such a long time. Uh, so if I'd go to family functions, they'd be like, oh, are you the babysitter or who are you? And, like They didn't know who I was, so I wasn't fully connected. Um, but because meeting Max and him not knowing a lot about my culture, Inuit culture, it has helped me to also fully explore and find out more of my own culture. So, being in a relationship with him has definitely helped me with my culture.
2: Wow. I'm somebody who asks a lot of questions. He does ask a, like, lot, of a questions. lot of questions. <laughs> I'm very curious. Um, I think it comes from my family. Um, I don't know. My culture, I guess my upbringing is, 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 is my upbringing is definitely French Canadian. Um, my mom's from Manitowoc, and my dad's from Montreal and they kind of came here for work in the eighties and settled here and built their family here. So I was always kind of from everywhere at the same time. Like I had my family and relatives in Manwaukee, and I had my friends and family in Montreal and we were the only ones here. Wow. So, and then I had my school friends, but like school friends never really meant much to me. It was more like I was always on my own path. Um, and then I found, like I told you, like music and whatever, and I found my different communities. So that's my culture. And that's how I learned to speak English. Like I, I, I played in bands. I didn't speak English until I was like 18. I played in bands and all the dudes were anglophone. And I barely, I could write in English. I could read in English. But my spoken, my ESL spoken <laughs> English wasn't great. And they were a lot They were a lot, a lot older than well, a lot. I was like 16, 15, and they were like 19. So they could buy me beer or whatever. So we get like shit faced, and they tell me to go fuck myself and whatnot. And I had to learn how to like defend myself. Um, and that's kind of how I learned social skills in English. But what I'm trying to say is I kind of built my old culture. Um, uh, my life has been in Ottawa for a very long time but it's also in different places. Mm. Um, so to me, uh, I kind of can, I can relate to what Karis is talking about. Like I'm not being from like, you're, you're everyone's from somewhere, but yeah. it's like who you are, where your communities are, where where your values lay is like, is not just reflected in your culture, but it's in, reflected in the choices, that, in the decisions that you make, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Uh, so Karis and I being from obviously different, um geographically distinct cultures Mm -hmm. um it it's kind of cool it kind of keeps the spice between us because it's different right Right. um and i love to hear all about it i'm very excited about the territories because i'm gonna go hunting with your brother and you are it's gonna be super cool um but i you know i love i've always thrived on lived experiences and 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 doing things that are outside of my comfort zone and are scary and i always feel like i grow through them so I, I love that, the fact that we're not from the same same spot, mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing.
0: Great. So would you say that the difference in culture, um, being able to explore that with each other is kind of what brings you together a little bit. It brings you closer together, that, that exploration of each other's culture and backgrounds and upbringings. It's kind of something that, like you said, keeps it spicy mm-hmm. in the relationship.
2: <laughs> I yes. <laughs>
0: I think that's really cool. So, as we kind of transition to the closing here, just a few more questions. Um, what does what does love mean to you? You go first. Oh God, I got a riff. Yeah. Um. Oh, because love,
2: L-O-V-E, means a lot of different things. Because you can love. I think love means commitment. I think mean love means work. Love, love means. Uh, an exchange, but not of money. It's like a recipro- reciprocal. Reciprocity. Yes, you got it. ESL, man, uh, ESL. Yeah, you got it, that's right. Um, so that, um, I like to stress the word commitment because in I love many, 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 many people. I love more than I should say that I do because I'm a bit of a hater too um but i do look the the real deep down part of me is a lover and i think everything that you do that you choose to do that most people do in their daily lives is based based on love and they don't they may not even realize it um when it comes to a relationship but love really for me means that it means commitment it means trust it means honesty it means being there through the good times of the bad times um and 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 being committed to a long-term game long long long-term adventure um there's probably a lot more but on the spot i can't really put it in any other that's cool
0: that's
1: pretty good all
2: right
1: (laughs) um i shouldn't have let you go first you said it all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, love is commitment uh love is caring i'm trying not to say too much because we are writing our vows right now not at this minute but love is in our vows and i right don't want to uh give anything away too much but
2: we're getting married on the 24th Holy <laughs> secretly yeah wow <laughs> somewhat secretly um sorry
1: love is <laughs> caring that's, that's where my mind is right now caring mm-hmm not being careful, but caring about everything, feelings, putting food in your belly, mm. caring about if you've had enough sleep, caring if uh, right. you snore too much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, appreciate that. And so I'm gonna premise this next question by Providing somewhat of a definition, but feel free to articulate it however you'd like to. But if a power couple means a healthy couple, what does being a power couple mean to you?
2: So we get described as a power couple a
1: lot. We do. We do. We're like, many people tell us, you guys are couple goals. It's like,
2: oh, it's like, (laughs) oh, when I get in a relationship, I want it to be like that. Yeah. I
1: want that,
2: but it's work, man. It's work. Mm. It's work and commitment. It's like anything, right?
1: Communication, support,
2: and it's commitment. Yeah, Yeah. and it's tough, and it hurts, and sometimes you're gonna be proven wrong. So you gotta set your ego aside, which is a problem for me all the time. But you know, at the end of the day, that it's for the better. uh, A power couple. If a power couple means that, like you have people that are. Like you got the stars that are supposedly power couples, like, oh, it, cause the press would think it would be like a good thing or something. If like, <laughs> This person like, ta- would sell tabloids and it would take, make for hot pictures, um, all that. But if you mean power couple in the sense that we each have their own respective careers and then extracurriculars that we, extracur- other th- parts yeah. of our careers that we do that don't necessarily intersect, but sometimes do, we support each other through it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: sure. Um, but that's just, I think both in our nature to do that stuff. Mm. Um, I think if I wasn't around, Karis would, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily, you'd still be doing, like, I'd still be at least hoping that I do some of the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd be as far as I am now. Wow. <laughs>
0: that's that's for an sure. interesting point to make, man. Yeah. Mm.
2: I'd be probably be struggling with like the very, like, you know, when you take a step for, uh, forward and one step back and you're like yeah. stuck in that limbo, I'd probably right. be there yeah wow. a lot of good intentions but very like few actions
0: <laughs> yeah you, got,
2: you need somebody who like puts you in your place and call and like calls you bullshit right
0: okay karis you would just go ditto yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i'd love to reflect on that because i think um max when you said you know it's work mm-hmm. and it sometimes can hurt But it sounds like it's the commitment that allows you to pull through those difficult times. And that's kind of what that power element of a couple um, needs in order for it to to work. And just to kind of paraphrase a little bit, being able to support each other, depending on the different paths you're on, that support is really helpful. And I think it strengthens, strengthens each other, strengthens your own path, and it strengthens each other as a couple. So I think that's a really important element when we're talking about power couples is of course, being able to acknowledge that each person has their own path, but knowing that you're supporting each other on that path. And at times those paths intersect and that's how you kind of really build that strength amongst each other, I think is, is fascinating. Yeah. So I got two more closing questions. Sure. What advice would you give to a new couple?
1: Um, It's okay if you fight, Mm. Um, but then my second piece of advice on that would just be, you're not fighting to just fight. Sometimes communicating your ideas can get heated and it's okay.
2: To build on that, I totally agree with everything Karis just said. Not that I always agree with Karis. And it's not like we always fight,
1: but. Yeah,
2: it sounds like we yeah, fight no, all the time. Well, well, I mean, like we're human beings. Like, yeah. it's, right. well, is it fight, flight, or fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> those, three, those three things, yeah. you're either fleeing the or something. First time I heard
0: that, Max. That's right. <laughs> you're, either,
2: you're either wanting to get away in a, in a conversation, you're either wanting to run away, you're either fighting with somebody or fighting for something, or you're fucking. Mm. And that can be interpreted in all <laughs> kinds of ways. <laughs> Um, that's like anyways I'm not going to go too too far into that philosophical thing but uh, if I was to give an advice that one thing that I really like that we do we still do and we do maybe because you were saying oh you see pictures of us and stuff uh, online but like
0: chemistry is like prominent
2: thank you but those are pictures right like those are those are videos and those are like there's something definitely whenever we work together we're like and we have the right photographers that capture stuff and it's and, and not just one photographer there's many of them mm-hmm. um and thank you for saying that you're able to see that energy i think you have to be in order to be genuine as possible um i'd say you have to take your time and I'd, i know it's like i've been guilty of it in the past <laughs> and i've gotten hurt because i'm an idiot that i have to learn um it's a game you know like like relationships are a game a lot of people treat it like disposable things and as soon as long as you always like have one person like a disproportion in terms of how people see things and that's why it's so hard in the beginnings it's like one person will be like oh i want you because you're like ex's boyfriend of this person right like whatever the relationship is and i thought you were cute and i want to make sure i want to get back at this for the point. wrong
0: reasons mostly yeah yeah yeah.
2: and then yeah. the other person might be like well i just like i'm looking for someone temporarily while i figure my shit out or i want to lean on someone and I, you're it, right? Cause you're available or you took that shot with me at that bar that one night, um, doesn't matter. Or you have work experience that I wanna suck out of you in order to, to be able to get into your field, right? Um, there's all, those are all kinds of reasons to get, that people get into relationships. So I would say, take your time, get to know people. Um, and I think we did that and we were very, I was very insistent on it and you were cool with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
2: worked for you. Um, so we fought the urge to like jump into things too quickly. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another advice that I would give to people. Oh yeah. Like anything that's like super external that like, for instance, social media, like people like overpost about the relationship online, Mm -hmm. like beware, beware Mm -hmm. of people that like look too perfect it's not that's not the real world
1: don't do it for the gram. yeah
2: don't do it for the gram. it's like this is my new boyfriend click like look how ripped we are and like, <laughs> all that stuff and like posting every day like he is so hot or she is so hot like love you babes Love you love you like I'm also big on love you like love as a word
1: it's I, a big word
2: it's a big word like I don't throw that around just as a comfort thing mm. I've learned to say it when I mean it 100% I need to to say it um, and I know, like for you, it's not for you, but for we've had the conversations about that. And for some people, it's a little hard to understand. That's not a really piece of advice, it's just a reality um, for me. Um, I don't say love someone like just like that. Um, it merely means something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means it doesn't come out just because you're leaving or separating and so you have, you have to go somewhere and I have to go somewhere else. And then I have to be like,
1: I love you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not like a, you say it before I go to the grocery store. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, right. So it, cause it loses meaning. I find that if you mm. say it all the time, uh, there's other ways of showing affection mm. than just saying the like the big, like, I love you um, thing. That's, that's me personally. Uh, but yeah, if I was to sum things up, it's like, take your time. Um, and make something of your own and create your own inside jokes. Like you don't need the external valid- validation coming from right. external like, media or your friends mm-hmm. to justify what you're building and, and, and get like, do we look good? Or like, do we, like, it it doesn't really, really matter. You don't need, you
0: don't need the need approval people. from anybody.
2: Yeah. No. And for the record, I don't really see much of that on social media, like from our community or our friends, but I, I know that it's it's a thing. And I see it and it kind of grosses me out. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so preserve in, in your specific case, you preserve the, the exchange of saying, I love you for moments that you genuinely feel a, a resonant of that emotion. And then you communicate it clearly. But you don't just nonchalantly communicate, I love you, babe, I'll see you later. And you just throw that out. Yeah. For you, you exactly. preserve that word so that when you, when you do say it, you both kind of know that it means something a lot more than your regular day to day scenario.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Will I regret this later on in life? Maybe. I
1: <laughs> but, mean, it's not like but, you don't show affection, yeah, show love. There's other ways of. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah,
2: but that's just me.
1: Um, but we're already super affectionate people exactly. anyway. Mm, yeah. Um, right. just yep. having that that one little extra step above of love is it's like, okay, I see how you're feeling right now. <laughs>
2: we were both raised with a lot of affection.
0: Mm. From our our parents. Amazing. Yeah. So my last question for you is what are your plans for the future, both individually and as a couple? I mean, you've shared some of that, but it's a it's a closing question to kind of you know foresight into the future
1: well max already said we're getting married on yes. the 24th
0: congratulations thank you.
1: thank you and then pretty much right after that we're moving up to the Northwest territories right and then individually i plan on doing a lot more uh in my artistic side of life uh, i've already been ramping up some some Clientele and contacts. Uh, I just recently, I guess I can say it now. I've participated, didn't win in a competition with the Canadian mint for a coin design. Wow. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, like
2: they sought her out. Yeah, they reached out like, to me. Wow. Got
1: their spam at first and yeah. they weren't. Yeah.
2: They're super interested in you.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I plan on doing a lot more art. Nice.
2: In general. Nice. Yeah. Well, with the new job ahead, it's going to be, uh, there's a bit of a learning curve, but also um, it's going to give me time to write a lot more. Um, so I'm really interested in writing more. I'm still going to be doing like acting, like filmmaking and all, all, all that work is definitely something like it's a work of a lifetime, right? Um, there's, it's going to go up like that, up and down, up and down. Um, I definitely am way too, uh, Passionate to stop doing anything I'm doing because I'm in Yellowknife. There's all kinds of things that can be done out of Yellowknife and it's a smaller community. So there's even more room for like showing what you do and, and, and building, building and creating, creating some foundations over there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll give us, and, and, you know, it's a hub. So it's just another hub in comparison to Ottawa. Um, So more projects for sure. I'm, I've been painting a lot more lately too. Mm -hmm. Um, So just more of that. more of it
0: yeah amazing thank you both for joining us here on the power couple podcast it's uh so inspiring to hear your journey and i'm really thankful that you were able to share a lot of those you know intimate details and so thank you both for for joining us and yo congratulations to all of your success to your getting married your engagement and all of that it's amazing and uh hopefully we'll cross paths possibly before you go maybe maybe not but uh i wish you both all the best in your future thank you very much thank you very much this was fun looking forward to your success too yeah thank you man appreciate it watch day and we'll talk soon all
1: right ciao all right right. see ya